I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. We are in Esther, chapter 9, verse 19. The Israelites had defended themselves against any of... People who were trying to kill them. Thank you. That's correct. And now they're in a period of celebration. And in verse 19, That is why rural Jews, those living in villages, observe the 14th of the month of Adar as a day of joy and feasting, a day for giving presents to each other. Mordecai recorded these events, and he sent letters to all the Jews throughout the provinces of King Xerxes near and far, to have them celebrate annually the 14th and 15th days of the month of Adar, as the time when the Jews got relief from their enemies, and as the month when their sorrow was turned into joy, and their mourning into a day of celebration, he wrote them to observe the days as days of feasting and joy and giving presents of food to one another and gifts to the poor. So the Jews agreed to continue the celebration they had begun, doing what Mordecai had written to them. Verse 23. So the Jews agreed to continue the celebration they had begun, doing what Mordecai had written to them. For Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agagite, the enemy of all the Jews, had plotted against the Jews to destroy them and had cast the lot for their ruin and destruction. But when the plot came to the king's attention, he issued written orders that the evil scheme Haman had devised against the Jews should come back onto his own head, and that he and his sons should be hanged on the gallows. Therefore, these days were called Purim from the word pure. Because of everything written in this letter and because of what they had seen and what had happened to them, The Jews took it upon themselves to establish the custom that they and their descendants and all who join them should without fail observe these two days every year in the way prescribed and at the time appointed. These days should be remembered and observed in every generation by every family and in every province and in every city. And these days of Purim should never cease to be celebrated by the Jews, nor should the memory of them die out among their descendants. What do you think would happen if this happened and then people all remembered it and they celebrated it when it happened and then didn't have didn't celebrate it once a year every year? What if they just hey, it happened on that day and that was it and that was awesome and that was good and then they didn't have a celebration every year? What do you think would happen four years down the road, Harper? I think it probably wouldn't be a holiday. <clears throat> They'd forget about it. You guys forget stuff that happens a week ago. I forget stuff that happens a couple hours ago. 
mom sometimes a couple sentences ago. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why not celebrate every moment so you don't forget anything? Well, it's this. It's that the Lord has done some amazing things in our life. And you know when times get a little bit kind of, like a little bit hard, we have a tendency to forget all the times the Lord delivered us, all the faithful things he's done, all the wonderful things, the miracles even that he's accomplished in our life and we start to convince ourselves, why is God betraying me in my time of need? Where is he? Why isn't he here? Is he even real? You know, yeah, I mean, but it gets it can get ridiculous. Maybe not for us, but for some people. But part of the reason is how often when the Lord gives you a blessing, when you know the Lord presence was with you, when you know he did something for you, how often do you write it down? Brock, have you ever written down one good thing that the Lord mm-hmm. has done for you? And I'm not trying to call you out here. I'm just asking. Have you ever written it down? I haven't written it down. So that you remember, like in a journal or some. Yeah, exactly. What What's that? I wrote a verse down. Good. That's good you wrote a verse. I'm talking about something unique that happened in your life. Here's my point. And I'm not taking a shot at you, Brock. I don't really do that either. But there are probably plenty of blessings where I knew the Lord was with me and he carried me through a situation. And I've actually even forgot that that blessing was ever given because it happened maybe 20 years ago. If we didn't have a holiday attached to Christmas, very few people would remember that Jesus was born in the way he was born. Very few people would just open up the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to read about the birth of Christ if there was no other thing attached to it. Does that make sense? No special celebration, no getting together with family, no doing acts of service and giving gifts, no being charitable, nothing like that. If it was just the birth of Jesus, which I'm not I'm not saying that there should be a whole lot more, I don't think the birth of Christ would be celebrated and remembered in the way it is today. So do you understand now why they put a holiday and celebration around these faithful events that the Lord did for them? Mm-hmm. So that what? So that we can remember them. So that they would remember them, right? So that when two generations had passed, they still knew, hey, this happened. Because nobody's got to tell us about the birth of Christ. The whole world celebrates the birth. I mean, not the whole world, but a lot of the world, even the per- world who doesn't believe that Jesus is Lord. They celebrate his birthday. Like it or not, they celebrate the holiday. Right? They can say what they want about whether or not Jesus is Lord, but for some reason, a whole lot of people that don't call Jesus Lord are celebrating his birthday every year. When I think of somebody, if you don't believe that Jesus was the Christ, then the things that he said that are recorded out of his own mouth have to offend you. Right? Like, at least offend you in the sense that this guy was a raving lunatic. If he wasn't the son of God, then he was a raving lunatic. He wasn't something in between that. He was either the son of God or he was a raving lunatic. Once a year, I don't stop what I'm doing and spend a whole month thinking about the birthdays of raving lunatics, right? So whether you like it or not, you're bowing your knee to him in a sense when you decide to celebrate his birthday. And you may not call it that, but that's what it is. That's why Christmas is there in the first place. That's right. And I mean, it, it wouldn't just be there to be there. It's not like... Yes. People wouldn't just do like, oh, let's just have a space during December just to have fun. Well, a lot of people think it's that now, but it's like, because it's a spiritual holiday. They wanted to make sure it was going to be remembered for generations. 
Verse 29, So Queen Esther, daughter of Abihail, along with Mordecai the Jew, wrote the full authority to confirm, to confirm this second letter concerning Purim. And Mordecai sent letters to all the Jews in the 127 provinces of the kingdom of Xerxes, words of goodwill and assurance, to establish these days of Purim at their designated times as Mordecai the Jew and, es and Queen Esther had decreed for them, and as they had established for themselves and their descendants in regard to the times of fasting and lamentations. If you were to go through that sentence and count the amount of prepositional phrases, that's incredible. That was, that was a long sentence, guys. Sorry. Esther's decree confirmed these regulations about Purim, and it was written down in the records. Chapter 10. King Xerxes imposed tribute throughout the empire to its distant shores, and all his acts of power and might, together with a full account of the greatness of Mordecai, to which the king had raised him, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Media and Persia? Mordecai the Jew was second in rank to King Xerxes, a preeminent among the Jews, and held in high esteem by many fellow Jews because he worked for the good of his people and spoke up for the welfare of all the Jews. Like you said a long time ago, we need to get those books of the annals of the kings of Judah, all those places. You're right. That is the end of the book of Esther. It was a story about a faithful man, Mordecai. Actually, when I think of the book of Esther now, I almost think the most impressive person in it was Mordecai. I mean, Esther did great yeah. things, right? You agree? Mordecai is like the star of the show in Esther. Yeah, he was kind of the hero, right? I mean, Esther was queen, and she she made it so that way Mordecai could reach the position that he did, or she she helped that, and she helped save the country I because mean, um, Mordecai like just became from like like very low ranked to like a very high rank. That's right. Mordecai invested in Esther, who was an orphan at a young age. That's pretty cool. Any investment you make, especially into children, you guys can remember this when your parents, when you like, and when I say investment, I mean an investment of time, of heart. When you invest into your kid, it's going to produce fruit. Yes, Harper. What's invest? When I spend time helping you understand, when I give you my knowledge, when I try and help you out, you know, when I just spend time loving you. The investment you make into your children, you will get back tenfold as a parent. It's hard work. It's hard work because you know one thing about being a parent is the job does not stop. It does not stop. You are a parent all minutes of the day, right? We hear weird noises in the house, which doesn't happen, but it's like you're a parent. You wake up in the middle of the night, you're a parent. Your kid's at gymnastics, right? And you get a call from the gymnastics place. It's like you, yeah, your kid's somewhere else, but you immediately went right back into parent mode, right? Your kid's at school, and you get a call home from the school. It's like you're always being a parent, and so it can be really, really easy to say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be lazy about this. I'm not gonna do this. Everybody's gonna make that decision sometimes. Like nobody's gonna be a perfect parent or a perfect caregiver all the time, right? Just know that when you have the choice to make the decision, you want to overwhelmingly 
make the decision, yes, I'm going to make an investment into being a good parent, into disciplining, just like Proverbs says, into teaching, into sharing wisdom and knowledge, into sharing love, right? Because it's going to build, it's going to build something up great. Mordecai did that for Esther. He invested into an orphan when she was just a kid. And look, she became into a royal position so that way she could talk to King Xerxes, which allowed Mordecai to even come into the scene and make up the decree which undid the decree of Haman. So Esther showed a lot of bravery and Mordecai showed a lot of heart by taking her on and, and investing into who she was in the first place. She remained pretty humble and continued to take his advice, and he remained bold. Once he knew, once he knew that King Xerxes had given him the seal, he knew that God would be with his people. And the same thing we always see in these books is when you turn your heart to him, the Lord is there, and he's waiting to give us incredible things, right? You say, well, oh, so I have to do something. I have to turn my heart to him. Well, yeah, because you're not his puppet. He's not going to force you to take anything that you don't want to take. You have to turn to him in order to receive it, right? When you do that, your father is there. He's there to bless his people generously. And we celebrate him each day. Somehow I'm going to turn this into an episode and it's going to sound good. No, 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 no. That's not what I think. Nada. Nada. Uh, no, I think I was, I jumped around a lot of subjects, so I'm just going to have to make it, well, I'll make it, I'll cut out what needs to be cut out and switch some things around so that way it, it flows a little bit nicer. I had a great day, guys. I had a great weekend and, um, I'm super proud of all of you. I say it's hard work. It is hard work, but it's also the joy of my life. And I think your mom would say the same thing. Nothing has brought me so much fulfillment as being a parent and, um, growing in the Lord as a family that's you think you know you think about uh, the best time of your life well I'm in that you know I'm in the best time of my life I love you kids love you too love you too you guys are good kids